Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Team FNX. That's code FNXS2YX. Again, discount code is FNXS2YX at checkout. I highly encourage you guys to check out a lot of their products. It's something that I use on a day in and day out basis. I highly recommend our krill oil for brain health, heart health, and overall immunity and function to optimize your health. I recommend our creatine and our protein powders and even some of our pre-workouts that have some caffeine in them and some of them are stem-free that have no caffeine. Find what's going to work best for you that's going to be attainable and achievable for your goals. Thank you. What's going on, Michael? How we doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. So guys, in today's episode, we want to talk about purpose. Yes, purpose. And uh, I think the definition of what I have here is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Michael, what would you say is your purpose specifically in this world? Okay. Um, The reason that I exist, well, for one... I exist because God created me and God has has a plan for my life. So that's primarily um, my reasoning. Um, if you, we want to dive into what that plan is, we can definitely do that. Um, I would say, first and foremost, I think God created me to be like a friend to people be kind of there for people. Um, Definitely. I feel like I've kind of been given the, I've kind of been given a, uh, I don't know. It's kind of one of my, I'd say one of my probably spiritual gifts. I don't know. I don't know if you would call it this, but I definitely am better at listening and, you know, hearing, what people have to say in regards to like my friends and family and kind of helping them out in that, in that regard, like giving advice from what they kind of come to me with. Like for instance, like if someone was at school and they had like an issue or a problem, like, and they came to me about it, I would listen and hear what they said and then kind of say, Oh, Hey, this is what I think about. And this is maybe what you could do to, fix the situation or something to that regard. So that would, I would say is that would be like my primary thing. And then second, secondly, I would say my purpose, my other purpose is to share like, so that purpose is like with people get my God given purposes to teach people about, you know, what, the Bible and about what God has done right. for us. No, I'd agree with you 100%. You are really good at troubleshooting and helping people just uh, overcome so many things and just not just saying that because we're friends, but I, I sincerely mean that. But uh, yeah, c- carry on, please. This is good. Um, well, let's see. So, yeah, so kind of tr- want to, you know, for my the career I want to be in, IT and software design basically 
that is that is honestly probably 75% troubleshooting, 25% other stuff. So it kind of fits my um fits my like how I'm built, I guess, but um yeah, no so let me think in other in other areas like I don't know, just feel I feel like like I feel like what I said is pretty true so far of like I'm here to help people I'm here to teach people about God just here to have fun man just here to enjoy what we've been given kind of thing amen yeah absolutely that's what it's all about it's it's good work ethic but it's also having balance and fun and I agree with you 100 percent all right so Tanner let me ask you the same question what is your purpose yeah I would say mine is to to encourage other people and to uh, to push them out of their comfort zone, because I think a lot of times uh, coming from a place of pain when I was younger to a place of purpose now is to encourage and uplift one another in regards to I think a lot of times we sit uh, limitations upon ourselves, unfortunately. And so um, I feel like we need to have more of a limitless mindset because with God, all things are possible and uh, continue to be an ambassador for him. So I'd say just to push people out of their comfort zone to grow and to, uh, to continue to, uh, to lead in the strengths and areas that they're strong in. So basically coach, be a coach to people. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You hit the nail on the coffin with that. Yeah. I think coaching people, it people, well, for one people uh, desire someone to help them out. It's not, and I'm, I'm, you might think that sounds weird in the beginning or off first hearing it, but like people need guidance more than they, they, they either want to acknowledge they need the guidance or more than they think, because, you know, sometimes you think this, something's a good idea, but then people from the outside, people that aren't in your inner circle, or maybe that just aren't you kind of say, Hey, what do you, why are you doing this? Or, Hey, have you tried something else? Like, have you thought of maybe going about your certain situation in a different way? And I think that's very important to kind of do or kind of show as someone in that position of like coaching to help whoever you're talking to see the alternative picture or the alternative kind of you have in that situation. No, I, I agree 100%. And I think that's where both of our strengths are each other's weaknesses and vice versa as far as regarding, you know, we being having that inner circle, having people's different perspective on things and output and getting feedback. Uh, it's very essential and crucial that you have people like that in your life. And I feel like that with you, that I could always get feedback with you on, you know, what I could do more of or less of. And, you know, I think we just, uh, we hold each other accountable, Mike. Yeah, we have a podcast together, Tanner. What do you? Of course, we hold each other accountable. That's right. <laughs> um, I want to ask you this as well, too. You know, you, you mentioned IT and you mentioned computers, and um, you know, you've mentioned to me an app and stuff too. But where I want to get to is from from pain to purpose, and specifically, I want us to be a little transparent and ask the question of: Was there a place in life to where you were going through? just some major, some struggles, some, some adversities and, 
how you use that as a catalyst today to really just uh, to hone in on your purpose to serve others and, and serve God ultimately. Okay, so I know we said we would try to be good on time, but I kind of feel like this might draw out a little bit. But regardless, so here's here's kind of what I always tell people or what I've kind of come to formulate this kind of what I've been through. Um, so, I mean, you know how I am, Tanner. You know that I like to talk. I, I kind of like, I mean, I'm very, I'm social. I don't, I feed off of that social interaction right i'm the same yeah we're well we're this we're kind of similar in that regard like i like to talk like to have fun i like to learn all kind of those things well I, it kind of it wasn't always like that i would say but i want to say that it was like that in the beginning like so let's let's put a time frame here i would say in elementary school and in middle school I was pretty social and I was talked to a lot of people and gained a lot of friends and just had fun played basketball went to church I I uh I was actually saved in like third grade I don't know if I've ever told you that Tanner but I've been I've been a Christian for a long time now like I believe third I don't know exactly what age you are like third grade just off the top of my head but I can I can look that up real quick, but anyway, so let me just say, so I'll just say it like this. I um, kind of grew up having fun. So it says you're usually eight or nine when you're in third grade. So that means, so I'm 22. So that means for 14 years, I've been a Christian versus the eight i haven't been because you're not you're not really born a christian or well some people believe you are you're born to become you're you're predestined to become a christian but that's a whole nother topic um right so i've kind of so i go through elementary school go through um middle school kind of having you know a good time fun time having friends having a lot of friends having social whatever well in middle school i'd say probably um ninth and tenth grade when we when we were at the middle the mid high um i met a few people and and you know they're 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 good they're pretty good friends of mine or they i mean i still kind of hold them to the regard of being friends but i went through this period of time where it just for some reason I started like stuttering or I started kind of like messing my words up when I was, would talk out loud and it really kind of affected me to my core. And these people that I would were, these people that I were, was around, they kind of um, picked at it little by little like it would slip up i would slip up or mess up some somehow or some way and then it would like they would throw a jab in there and just kind of like say oh yeah you're like like you can't speak or or like imitate what i how i just like stuttered or whatever and i would go home or i would i would kind of be upset like not 
not visibly, but kind of be like, okay, wow, that was rude. Or kind of in my head saying like, why would you make like just questioning why they would make fun of me like that or whatever. And then it got to a point where it's like, they would literally just make fun of me and be like, I bet you go home and tell, tell your parents you get made fun of and whatever. And, um, so I went through a period of pain where I would not talk to people or I would not share, would not be open with people. And this was luckily just probably two years of my life, but, Tanner, I'll be honest with you. I, I can't. I will. I, I. Okay, I'll say it the best way I can say it. There, there's still day. There's still times now in my life that the effects that that had on me back in ninth and tenth grade, they still reign true today in some regard. Like they still, it still comes back every once in a while. Kind of like the it's the enemy. Yeah. The. Uh, I don't know the not the not the uh, disbelief in myself, but kind of the lie. Well, oh, I guess it kind of is like the lies that were in, imprinted in my head at that point. Like you can't speak, you shouldn't speak in front of people, you shouldn't talk because you you would stutter about whatever you're saying, and you're just not confident in yourself. And so that kind of led me to a path of just being quiet and as a social person, as someone who enjoys having fun and enjoys talking to people and really enjoy, I enjoyed being open with people that made me shut people off. And like I said, it still affects me to this day because I find myself at least not as open to people as I used to be. Like now, whenever I meet people or whenever I interact with people, I feel myself kind of, having a second like an impulse to like go talk to them or want to want to talk to them but sometimes I'm like well I don't want them to be someone who's gonna you know be mean or someone who's gonna be like Rhea you anticipate the situation I anticipate the situation now more than I did and I kind of I don't like that but it's just kind of a a natural reaction to those events that happened to me and I've I've overcome I've overcome most of it but like I said sometimes it just comes back and it's like yeah you're still you're still dealing with those things cuz like you know like I've mentioned before I I teach Sunday school or if I haven't mentioned it on the podcast I yeah. I currently teach Sunday school I help out on on like youth services at my local church so I've and I teach there sometimes too. So it's like, I'm not afraid to get in front of people anymore. Like I, I might've been, I kind of probably was in those two years, but I've gotten over that part about being in front of people, talking in front of people, but just sometimes it gets to me where it's like, yeah, don't, you're not, don't act out in front of people or don't say anything in front of people. Like I might've, might've been more willing to do before all that happened to me. What what do you think was the biggest thing that helped you to to overcome that within that time frame to where you're at now? So, for so yeah, so kind of some background to the whole thing would help. 
the, so kind of part of my story or my testimony I like to give is when I got saved and kind of the years around that. And so like elementary school, I, I like learned a lot about God and I, I I've been to church uh, like a lot ever since third grade, like a, kind of one of those pr- people that regularly, regular, regularly attend church. So it's not like I've never kind of went away from church, but for a period of time, I feel like I d- didn't take church as seriously as I needed to. Like maybe, um, I would say like in middle, maybe middle school, maybe like ninth and 10th grade when all this stuff was happening to me. But in 11th grade, I made a decision to be a leader and I made a decision to be a positive role model to people and show people what kind of how kind of the things that I wasn't given like leadership wise or, you know, mentor wise. And I wanted to do that for people. And so I tried my best to uh, replicate those things to people. Now, I think that's so important because when you're, you're coming from a place of pain, the purpose, we're so focused on the things that have happened to us. But I, what I've learned in over the years too, is it's good to, to focus on being selfless and serving other people and the, uh, the times that you can relate to them and really just share with them what you've been through is more impactful and it kind of draws yourself away from the past hurt and all those hangups and stuff. Right. Well, I mean, we don't have to harp on the situation too crazy long, but like in my situation or my, in my life, I feel like the people above me, like the people I looked up to kind of in like high school or or I can, for, for instance, like in the youth group, a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the, at least men that were in the group that I looked up to, they don't have a strong relationship with God anymore, or they don't, they're not actively involved in church. Wow. Like maybe one of them is, and that would be my cousin. Right. And so, but, but it's kind of different when it's your cousin though, because it's like, okay, I just know, know that person because he's related to me, but it's like, Mm -hmm. The people that were above me, they, some of them I got along with and we had fun playing basketball and football or whatever it was at church or at home. But, you know, you can, you can kind of tell when like it's like someone's being genuine with you and someone's just kind of being friendly because they're at church. Acquaintances. Yeah. And a lot of those guys turned out to be acquaintances and I don't hold it against them and obviously I respect them and that I assume they respect me as well, but I, I wasn't hurt, but I was like, okay, it really, our, our relationship never really went past a certain point of like just being in the same room together kind of thing. Right. And so I took that as like a thing of, well, I, I'd like a leader who would be, like involved in my life at least a little bit more than just being a someone to play basketball against and so someone that would actually give advice and show me help me with what I've done wrong or you know if I had some something to tell them that they would listen to me and so when I 
thought that thought about that to myself. I said, okay, I'm going to be, I, I said, I'm going to be that person for other people. And even though I've gone through all this, you know, rough stuff about, you know, how I've, how I talk or being made fun of how I talk, you know, that's, I've put that in the past and I mean, it affects me today still, don't get me wrong, but I've, I've overcome a lot of that and I've pushed on to say, I'm going to be a positive influence to others and show them the love that God has for me. No, I think that's good. You know, that's, we'll move on to the next point here, but I, I really want to uh, just kind of share a few, you know, you have these characteristics and I, I applaud you for it. But Patrick Lencioni talks about just, uh, you know, having a, a humble heart, thinking of others better than yourself, uh, being hungry, being eager to learn, uh, but also being smart and being willing to be coachable. And I think that's something that you really just shine and that you're very um, eager to learn and you're always, you know, willing to, uh, to lend a hand to other people. And you've always been there for me. And so it's, it goes a long ways, Michael. So, you know, keep overcoming that and, and keep um, continuing to rise up above that. Hashtag rise up. That's right. <laughs> yes. So Tanner, was there anything like that for you that you've kind of went through that you want to share today? I would say for me, it was a lot of it was self-inflicted. Unfortunately, I made a lot of poor decisions when I was younger uh, some of that was half and half in regards to uh, individuals in my life and my family and even inner circle friendship wise to where I would follow the crowd. And it wouldn't always uh, result in a positive outcome. It was always, you know, negative results, uh, being in and out of trouble and stuff like that. So I'd say for me is coming from a place of pain to purpose uh, from 300 pounds to where I'm at now is where we find that. Yes, the, the sugar tastes good, the pop tastes great in the moment, um, but it is very unfulfilling in the long term. And so my purpose now is to help out other people with what I went through as a kid in regards to just being very rebellious, but also, um, you know, health wise as well too, just being overweight. So I think it's uh, God uses um, adversities and things in your life specifically and obstacles as a catalyst to uh, to serve one another and to really just um, just hone in on your purpose and to uh, to to serve people. It's about servant leadership more so than ever. So um, yeah, I agree with I, that. I would say that. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think what we've hit on is pretty good, um, and it definitely exudes. It shows kind of what purpose is and how our purpose reigns in our life and what we uh, do, how it reigns in our day-to-day life and how we should kind of remember the things that have happened to us, but not in a way of like pitying ourselves or saying, oh yeah, we're the victim. We went through this, so we deserve everything, but saying them as like, you know, I've gone through really tough stuff, but I'm still here today. God has, God has a purpose for me to be here today. And the only reason I am here today is because of God. And to say like, uh, that because of all of that, we have to take our, take one step at a time. And 
ask God, is this a step that you want me to take or am I doing this out of a selfish reason or a, a reason for myself? No, I completely agree with you. And, you know, we're, we don't share stuff like this to gain empathy from people. We share it because we want people to know that we've been at a place of desperation. And so we can empathize with people in regards to what they've been through. And, and um, just to recap that, yeah, it's about putting him first and foremost, like you said. And, you know, we're we're still here because of he's never given up on us and he's not about to give up on you guys either. Well, and it's a coachable thing. Like we're talking about coaching and your Tanner, you are whenever you say your purpose is coaching, that is truly your God given purpose, I believe. And so what we're doing here is we're not doing this to say, look at us, look at what we've been through, look at look at how rough it was and you know, pity pity for us and da da da. It's like, no, that's not what we're doing. We're sharing a vulnerable moments in our life because we believe there's lessons there. There's Absolutely. a, there's a lesson from, you know, being made fun of for how you look, how you speak, how, you know, whatever your appearance is or whatever that quality that that person makes fun of is there's a lesson in that God created you that unique way. Cause we're not all the same. We're not meant to be the same person. You know, we have a, tribalist i don't know if tribalistic is a word but we have a mindset where we all want to become like each other we want to be like the people we're around and that's good in the sense of like you want to be you want to be similar to the people that you like but i want to remind us listening here today that you need to be different like yes a team is it made of a team is made up of like five of the same people like like in basketball for instance there's a there's two guards because the guards are faster they can dribble better they can pass the ball good then there's two forwards because they're taller they're stronger they might be athletic and can shoot really well or they could play defense really well and then you got a tall center in the middle down low that can get the ball after hits off the backboard people are different to there so being different than others is actually better because you have a specific purpose to accomplish and actually i think of like in scripture um i don't have it pulled up but i believe it's ephesians where it talks about the body of christ yeah scripture i was talking about was actually 1 Corinthians 12, and it's one body but many parts. There's one body but many parts. All of the many parts make up one body. It is the same with Christ. So it kind of goes on to say we are all united under Jesus. And it kind of says like, you know, if the hand says, or if the foot says, I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. By saying this, it cannot stop being part of the body. So, like, basically, all different aspects of us, like, you're necessary in the body. I'm necessary in the body. Our friends, our family, our pastors, our music people are all different aspects of the people are required to be a part of the body. Absolutely. Because you need your hands, you need your feet, you need your knees, whatever. 
I can name off all the body parts, but I'm not going to do that. So I say all this to say we need to be different to help each other under our one team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And kind of how I feel like we work together is like you have strengths in one regard. I have strengths in one regard. Your weaknesses are in one regard. My weaknesses are in one regard, but we line up because where your strengths are, my weaknesses are and where my strengths are. Some of your weaknesses are. And so it actually, the puzzle fits together because we are different. It's good though. And you know, that's a really good point, Michael, kind of going into the next step here is too, is like, who would you think inspired you to, to dream, to find your purpose or what do you think is, is different about your purpose versus along the lines in regards to a lot of the purposes and paths that your friends chose in life? Well, so, I mean, how I've always kind of looked at it is like, I didn't have someone inspire me. I mean, I I kind of said, hey, I'm going to make the change for myself, at least in regards to talking about the people that I looked up to. Now, I mean, I've got really you know, like my best friend, uh, his name's Jonathan. He kind of got to experience, cause he's a year younger than me. So he got to experience the stuff that I got to experience in regards to these people. Maybe not when I was in sixth grade, cause he was still in, he was still in elementary school at that point, but whenever he got up to the youth group as well, you know, we grew a really strong relationship too but like i said the people that were the at least the guys that were above us that were older than us did not you know exude that type of leadership the girls really did there was a lot of good you know like leaders i'd say that were like i feel like the leaders in our youth group were like the girls not the guys and i was like you know i want to I'm going to make the change myself and say, I'm going to do my best. And actually if you ask Jonathan, he probably made a similar commitment as well to say, I'm going to do my best to lead people and show what, you know, being a Christian really is versus just being someone who goes to church and kind of is there for the games and doesn't really care much about actually changing people. And it's more just there for the fun. It's realistic and, the Sunday fun and then every day throughout the rest of the week is just, we forget about what we learned on Sunday. Well, it's kind of bad when you don't even actually like if that person in public sees you and doesn't acknowledge you. Yeah. Doesn't acknowledge that you exist and they went to church with you. But, and I like, again, I want to keep, I want to emphasize like, like I forgive, I've forgiven people like that have done, not done those things to me, but like nothing really is against them. They just didn't reach out kind of thing. Like, I don't want it to sound like I'm like holding a grudge against them or anything. Cause I'm not, I honestly am not. I just told myself personally, like I want to make a decision that I want to lead people how I felt like I didn't get led. 
and I don't want to hold it against the people that were above me and say it's their fault because it's not, it's, it's not their, that it's not their explicit fault. Like we didn't, it's partially on me because we didn't grow a close enough relationship. I didn't, you know, maybe get as close with them as I could, but I I don't want it to be like one side and then kind of, again, play like the victim card or anything, because I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I have been. I just wanted to make the decision in my life to say when I am their age or when I am, you know, in the leadership spot, at least in regards to our, our group, the youth group or the church, church youth group or whatever, I want to make the decision to lead them how I feel like God would want me to lead them. Absolutely. And you know, that's, that's a really good point to kind of just to build off of this. What do you think that are four steps that have kind of helped you find your purpose over the years going through, you know, the stuttering deal too, and regarding that and then people just kind of giving you a hard time, but also, you know, being saved in a, in third grade as well. What was it? the four main ingredients that really just was like, Hey, these four things just really kind of helped me to overcome everything and helped me just to, to find out what it was. Um, so I briefly mentioned last week, I went through kind of the thing about self-confidence and like people making jokes about me. Right. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to it. It's available on a lot of platforms, um, Spotify, um, platforms just any kind of audio plat like podcast platform or kind of music streaming platform you could probably find us but anyway so i first said you can't listen to the lies or you can't listen to those things that the devil says or that people that don't like you say against you against you and you can't make those real you can't tell yourself that that's actually what's happening Basically, kind of, if you want to put a title to that or a phrase to that, it's kind of like shutting out the lies or turning off the, turning off the lies and turning on like the truth, I guess you could say. Turning off the lies, turning on the truth. It's kind of how I would put that. And then number two, it's faith. I, I, I grew my dependence on God because I think faith is important and Absolutely. Um, like there's, there's a couple areas in scripture where it talks about faith. Um, yeah, yeah. And I kind of feel like we should maybe define what faith is from a biblical standpoint In Hebrews 11, one, it says, now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. And Amen. so when you hear that, when you hear that, what do you think of? What I think of is after Jesus died on the cross, when he was resurrected, when he resurrected, he revealed himself to like the disciples. And do you remember Thomas? Yes. What is what is Thomas's nickname? Do you know? I I don't remember his nickname off the top of my head. Um, what was it though? Doubting Thomas. Doubting because Thomas. what did he do? He didn't believe that the resurrection 
like the Jesus, when he appeared to them, he did not believe that was truly him. And Jesus, or he actually said until it was something along the lines of until I could see the scars in his hands, I don't believe that this is the case. And so what happens is Jesus comes to Thomas and he says in John 20, 29, he says, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so when we hear that, Jesus says, you know, Thomas, you doubted me, but you're, you're blessed because you've seen me. Then he says, or, well, he says, not necessarily you're blessed, but he says, because you have seen me, you believe in me now. And you believe that I just rose from the dead. But what the the part that interests me the more is, or the most, it says, blessed are those who don't, have not seen Jesus and yet still, yet have believed. Doesn't that kind of seem important to you, Tanner? Yeah, because a lot of times we don't see it, but we got to keep believing. And so if we, we doubt things and if we have fear more so than faith, then it's just going to hold us in these stagnated uh, strongholds forever. And we're not going to uh, really, it's going to be, it's going to be a cycle. Yeah. You're talking about, it's going to be a cycle of, do I believe in God? And you kind of feel like you go, go stronger with God and then something happens to you and you fall back into, Oh, I don't believe in God or I, I'm kind of going my own way because I've been hurt and I didn't do the right thing of running to God. And so you're right. I mean, it, it kind of, we have to have more faith than we have fear. And then the next kind of scripture I want to point us to here is, and it's a very common scripture. It's recited a lot. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not by your own doing. This is a gift of God, not a result of work so that no one can boast. So if we break this down, and look at it from kind of like a ch- like a chunk to chunk perspective. God extends His grace out to us through the faith that we have, because we believe in God and what He's done. So we believe that God sent His Son to die on the cross and that Jesus rose from the dead. And that because we believe that He saves us from the punishment we deserve or the sin that we commit. Correct. Absolutely. And yeah, that's something really to elaborate on as well. What you mentioned too is, is faith without good works is merely just dead. 2.20. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? That's from James, Jesus's brother. So when we hear that, so, well, okay. So this is my, my actual next thing if we keep looking after it says for by grace, you have been saved through faith. It says, this is not by what you've done, or this is not of your own doing. This is a gift from God. And it's not because of the work you've done so that you can become, you can boast or you can be prideful about what you do. So this kind of shows us we, when we believe in God and we've been given a gift that is a gift we're never going to be able to repay to its full extent, 
we have a purpose. And it's not because of what we've done. This gift doesn't come to us because we look a certain way, we talk a certain way, we sound a certain way, we're of a certain economic status, a certain political status. This gift isn't based on a quality or characteristic that you have. It's because God loves you and because God wanted wanted to give that gift to you. And we're not, and the thing we got to also remember is we're not better because we have accepted that gift because some people aren't ready to accept the gift right now. Everyone comes to that time in their life when they're ready to accept the gift. For some of us, it's very early on. Like I would say for me, like in third grade, that's when I accepted God into my life. Yeah, mine was uh, February 2016, so I was a little bit later, but definitely sooner than, than later, you know, regardless of the age. And and so I say all that to say, like, there's a time for every, there's there's a specific time that God plans out for people to come to him. And so that, that happens at different times for everyone, but we just have to remember, we have to continue to trust in God and rely on rely on God because of what he has given us. And and so I say that to say that because of all of this, because we believe in God and it gives us a purpose, we have a reason to love others and we have a reason to give to others. But we both know, you and I both know well that if you're not in the best shape, if you're not treating your body well, you're not going to be able to love and you're not going to be able to give the same as someone who is. And so what would that entail, Tanner? I think you know where I'm hinting at. So, yeah, I'd say it's it's really good that you find something more of, I don't like the word diet, but I'd say lifestyle, something you could adhere to and something that's compliant with what you do in a day in a day out basis. So I think sound nutrition plan and exercise regimen go hand in hand like a marriage. So you can't right. have one without the other. You both have to have them in order to, to give abundantly above and beyond. Well, I ask you this question just generally, why do you think, why do we work out Tanner? What is the goal we have? What is, what is our purpose for working out? It's gains, right? Michael, no gains, <laughs> right? Well, gener- so I'll, I'll say this, generally speaking, when we work out, we feel better. It's mental clarity. Mental clarity, yep. But I'd also say it gives you looking at life from more of an optimistic point of view of always living with, you know, what the future looks like and always just being excited about things instead of always just living in in fear and scarcity. And I think it's um, it's therapy to me. Um, Yeah, it's therapy. It helps it builds you up. Generally, we work out because it helps us feel better. Also, you know, there are the health related things to working out, right? Because if you don't, you know, we talked about diet, right? But if you have a poor diet, what happens? You you have a risk for diabetes. You have a risk for heart disease. You have a risk for obesity. Mm -hmm. And those are things that are detrimental. And we, we don't want those to happen, right? Yeah, I think it's it's very well obviously, but yeah. Preventative. Yo, you you're absolutely right.
Thank you for listening to this week's Tanner and Mike podcast. We are going to be continuing this conversation in to next week's episode. Um, if you have not found our Instagram or any of our social media, you can find us at, at Tanner Mike Pod. That is T A N N E R M I K E P O D. And we post daily content as well as stuff relating to this podcast. We thank you for your time and. As we always say, um, continue to rise up and God bless.